All right, welcome to another episode of the Safeties Off Show. Tyler and Jacob here once again. Great episode. Wouldn't you say? Oh, man, I'm fired up. This is a great episode. We have Nick on from the Hunting Public. He's this year's intern. Uh, just an all-around great dude. He's from East Texas. So kind of local. Kind of local. Kind of a, a lot local of our guy. listeners, a lot of our followers. Yes, and um, he can relate to, I mean, really people in anywhere, but specifically Louisiana hunting East Texas and whatnot. It was great to pick his brain just to get to hear his side of things. So we'll get to that in a second. But before we do, let's talk about our sponsors. First up, we have Dirty Duck Coffee. Years ago, a passion and a legacy was created over common obsession for the wild pursuit of waterfowl. This evolved into a coffee and apparel brand called Dirty Duck. So I've replaced my coffee uh, that I've been drinking for years now with Dirty Duck. Do it every single morning. It's what I start my day with. It's the easiest ad read of all time because the coffee's awesome and the gear's great too. Check out the hat if you're watching on YouTube at the end of the table. Jacob normally wears his. Didn't bring practice. it. Wow, forgot it. So check them out and use promo code KCO15 for 15% off your entire purchase. That's Dirty Duck Coffee. Our next sponsor is Dino Climbing Company. So you're probably wondering why the heck is a climbing company sponsoring Kepler Creek? Well, listen up. So first off, you can use KCO15 at checkout when you purchase their new pre-workout so it says it's a pre-workout for climbers but talk with the owner he was like i got a buddy who shoots like competition archery and he takes it before every single competition so i'm gonna take it before i hunt i actually take it now uh in between teaching and my football practice i'm a teacher and a coach so in between that get a little that pre-workout going get the juices flowing son get the flying around it's a good start time. feeling uh Dino Climb. Yes, sir. Dino Climb. Uh, I've got the Bigfoot Berry. It's pretty dang good. Go check them out. Use code KCO15. Our next sponsor, Trip Tech. One of our oldest sponsors, actually. They used to hit us up back way, way years ago. I don't even know if they remember it, but I remember 19. it now. Yeah, because uh, I have it on my lanyard. I have their little uh, Trip Tech. So, anyways, we followed them forever. It's a five-in-one hunting multi-tool. Works as a punch. Use it to unscrew, unscrew choke tubes. Upland hunters can even use it to distinguish between mature or juvenile birds. It's an awesome product. Everyone needs one on their lanyard. You don't want to be stuck out in the duck hole without one of these things. Get you one today. It's a TripTech. Check them out at triptech.com or on their Instagram. So now, let's talk to Nick. Bro, I almost caught that one. You got that heater on full blast. You got all the windows down, and you're just. <laughs> Today we have on Nick right Andrews on. from the Hunting Public. He is the new intern. Um, how? Like, I, don't, I had like four questions. I wanted the first one. I had like four first questions, but here's here's my first one. Here's the official one that I spent actual time thinking about. You wrote it down? No. Uh, <laughs> Are you more excited about? Are you more excited about the content version, like learning more about content, or are you more excited about like these guys are incredible hunters? Like they're, I mean, they're basically pro hunters. Are you more excited about that aspect? Uh, I'm more excited about the hunting aspect because I mean that's that's my passion. That's what I love to do is to hunt. You know, so I'm more excited about the hunting and to learn and experience more stuff because you know being from east texas and uh you know all of my deer hunting will just you know right now deer hunting knowledge it just comes from hunting texas so to be able to be around these guys and you know pick their brains and and everything that they've done and seen up to this point you know that just blows me away and you know i mean i'm gonna be hunting all over the country or following them all over the country this year so you know i'm fired up for that but i'm also equally as fired up to to learn more about editing and how to film and do stuff like that. So it's, you know, six one way, half a dozen the other, but I definitely have to say I'm more excited about the hunting aspect of it. Yeah, because, I mean, the hunting aspect is like, like they're they're incredible. I mean, they, they really are. They're very knowledgeable. I listen to, I don't listen to all the content because they're so good at it. They push out tons of content, YouTube, podcasts, like oh, yeah. everything. So like before, while I was setting all this stuff up, I was listening to the, uh, the latest podcast I got, you know, 10, 15 minutes in it, but they're, they're very knowledgeable on that aspect. And I'm kind of like you, whereas I've only hunted whitetail in my home state, mainly because it's so freaking expensive mm -hmm. everywhere else. If mm -hmm. you go out of state, you can hunt ducks wherever. Yeah. Like I've hunted ducks in every surrounding state and up north, whatever. But, uh, 
when you hunted in Texas, did you hunt public or were you a lease guy or family land or whatever? Uh, lease guy. I grew up hunting leases. Uh, I've hunted central Texas my entire life. My family's been hunting central Texas in the same like triangle of counties since the early seventies. So I grew up hunting in San Saba and Lano County, just hour and some change North Austin. And I've, we've been on the same lease that we're on right now. This would be our 19th deer season there. Goodness. And so I'm 27. Uh, so we were on a lease before that five minutes up the road from there in San Saba County. So, you know, I've been on the same two leases my entire life. Deer hunting, all my deer hunting knowledge is, is there. You know, I've deer hunted private in East Texas a bit, but all my deer hunting, I usually dedicate to being out there. You know, that's where all my efforts go. Um, so even East Texas deer hunting is a little more foreign to me, even though I've done it some, you know, I'm not like the the gung-ho East Texas deer hunter, like a lot of guys from Marshall would be because, you know, I had a lease that I was going to every weekend when I was growing up. So that's how I grew up deer hunting. So you talk about the differences between them. Is it, I don't know. I've, I mean, East Texas to me is basically Northwest Louisiana. Like it all kind of looks the same. It's kind of pine trees, you know, it's exactly like. Yeah. It's exactly like Northwest Louisiana. As soon as you cross the state line, nothing changes but the name of the place you're at. So right. So, but Central it, it Louisiana exactly the same. Right. Or Central uh, Texas, excuse me. Like I was kind of looking at some of your um, Instagram posts and stuff. Your turkey, it looks more like you had a picture of a turkey. You and a, you and somebody on a tailgate, and in the background, it looks a whole lot more open. Is it more open where you can actually glass turkeys or glass deer, or is it more mm. like here where it's wooded everywhere? I would definitely, it's definitely more open because you don't have the pine trees. So you take the pine tree aspect out of it that you have in East Texas and Northwest Louisiana, you take that out and you can see a whole lot more because you don't have 60 foot trees everywhere you look, you know, and out there, all you got is scrub oaks, post oaks, mesquites and cedar thickets. So, uh, you know, you can, it's definitely more open, but it's, it does get thick. So I wouldn't, there's places you can glass, like on my lease, we got a thousand acres that we lease and the front half you can see pretty good, but it's only because, uh, the cattle rancher come in there 10 years ago and cleared out every mesquite tree in the front pastures and was uh, like planting coastal Bermuda or something out there for his cattle. And then, but the back half is still chock full of mesquites and cedars and scrub oaks and everything. So, I mean, it just don't take take away the pine trees. It still gets thick, but you, you have more open than you do in East Texas, that's for sure. That's something I've always wanted to do. Like, you know, you watch these guys like, you know, Aaron and Zach and and like y'all just posted a couple of videos. Y'all are literally just driving in a truck and glassing and just and you know, finding deer. And it's like that's yeah. I'm never gonna yeah. get to do that. Like <laughs> that's so sick. The AC's running, you got like a GoPro, y'all are just yeah. hanging out in the bed of the truck. I mean, like you could just have a little brew with your boys and just going out looking for deer. But like here, it really depends on how many pipelines you have that cross your property. Yeah, that's it. Then you're the, gonna hit. You, yeah. you might get two or three. Yeah, you can just drive yeah. and stop. Yeah. You got a high line on there we can go look at or what? You know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I know. I get it. I get it. Yeah, and out here, I was telling them. You know, as soon as I got here, I was telling them. I was like, this is, this is so foreign to me to be able to just drive around and see this like in East Texas, you can drive and see deer, but you can't drive and see deer like you do here. Right. It's kind of like central Texas. You know, you can drive and see a, a pile of deer out there, but the caliber of deer you're seeing when you're driving around up here is just absurd. And, and the amount of deer and turkeys everywhere, you know, it's like, I'm still like, I'm just a little kid at a candy store right now. Every time we drive around, I'm like, well, there's a long beard right there. And yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know, We'll see another one up here in another couple hundred yards if you look hard enough. So just right. keep looking. So but without it's, telling it's me the awesome. exact uh, spot, like what, where, like where are you guys located? Without telling me a town they're, or anything, or they're southeast Iowa. Okay. Yeah. See, that's that's seeing that kind of stuff southeast. pisses me off so much. It's because it's like quad cities area. That I don't. I've never Martin. even heard of Quad this dude, City. This dude's from Marshall. You think he knows what Quad <laughs> City is? We don't. I don't Des know. Quad, yeah, like, he's from really from Michigan, so he's like, oh yeah, you talking about like no, we don't know where none of that is. The, oh, yeah, you like might you might know more of more of the area. It's south of Des Moines. Okay, 
Yeah, see, it's south. I do know Des Moines because I've had to go there to the bow shop. So I know Des Moines, but other than that, I don't know much. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a huge difference up in the Midwest where everything's like soybean fields. You can see deer forever on a soybean yeah. field. Cornfield, no, yeah. but which they usually I think they do like two years of one thing, then they rotate it and stuff. So see, that's what me and Jacob yeah. have talked about on here before is that. Um, I don't know if it's Louisiana biologists that just suck, which I got to kind of tread lightly because my uncle's a, the captain game warden of Northwest Louisiana. I don't want to talk bad about his folks, but uh, you know, like you go into Ohio and Kansas, uh, even Oklahoma and stuff like that. And their biologists just seem to have a little bit more upkeep and upkeep. And then when it comes to uh, waterfowl, they'll tell you the numbers and whatnot, like mm-hmm. how many thousands are out there, you know, on the, on the uh-huh. sanctuary. It's like, there's no ducks here. Like, there's deer here, yeah. You, you know, there's good deer here. They're hard to find. They're hard to find, and you got to hunt super hard. Whereas, like, you watch these guys. Again, I'm just so jealous of that. Like, you just ride around in the truck, and you see, uh, you know, like, oh, Ted, like, cussed on, the, cussed on the YouTube video I watched earlier. And, like, there's this huge deer across the way. And I'm like, that sack. Like, I just want to see one of those all year. I, like, the- I might see one at midnight driving on I-20. But I'm not going to see one in the actual woods. Uh, we yeah. used to drive around in the evening and just drive around, and you'd see 30, 40 a night just doing 20 down dirt roads. That's nuts. Are you going yeah. to go uh, Are you going to go elk hunting this year, or are you going to stick you know, around Ohio and do white Um No, I don't know. It's, uh, so in about a week, I'm leaving and going to uh, meet up with Zach because he lives in Colorado. Okay. So I'm going to meet up with him for a few days, and uh, and then we're going to go to Montana because he's got he's got a pronghorn tag, and a couple other guys got pronghorn tags. So we're gonna go up there, and I'm gonna film them pronghorn hunting for a while, and pretty much up until September 1st, and then we'll start deer hunting uh, out west. You know when they start up early, and, uh, and then after we do that for a while, then Zach's gonna leave. And go back to Colorado and start elk hunting with one of their old interns, Grant. If you've watched the hunting public for any amount of time, Grant was an intern back in 2019, I believe. And so Zach's going to hunt with him. And there might be a chance for me to squeak in there and, and go go with them to film. I've been lobbying the entire time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Does anybody need to go? Just, yeah. Do we need somebody to go to film? Because I, like I want to go hear one bugle so damn bad I can't stand it, you know. <laughs> and so I just I want to go. Like if anybody needs to go, if you need somebody just to carry a pack, I'll take one. Sign for the me team. up. I'll, yeah, I want to go. So, but I don't know if I'll get to go or not. Uh, that, that's that'll be like a game time decision. So if I get to go, I'm all in. If I don't, you know, no big deal. Yeah. I'm gonna work it in eventually right. when I get to go. But uh, that would be so sick. We'll see what happens. I just want to hear one bugle. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a I travel from even seeing one. I feel like, you know. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be like for me as a kid, the first time I ever saw a a goose roost with like thirty, forty thousand birds on it. Uh-huh. We pulled up and like I rolled down the window and it was just that, <laughs> just that constant yeah. roar. Yeah, it was like, and I was grinning from ear to ear. I imagine it's going to be like that. I'm just going to be like in awe the entire time. So. I don't know. I hope I get to go. If I do, awesome. If I don't, no big deal because I'll be hunting somewhere else, and that's all right by me. And okay, so we talked about this. Uh, one of our guys that's a part of our little our little uh, group. He takes. He's not going this year, but the past two or three years, he's gone up to Colorado and just gone public elk hunting, and uh, you know, done the whole mm-hmm. thing. Basically, gone in blind and just e scouted, obviously, and then spent five, six days in Colorado. And when we were talking about it, I was like, dude, honestly, I would be so nervous because if I go out in the swamp or out in the woods here and even in East Texas or Northwest Louisiana, I'm comfortable with anything I hear or see. Oh yeah. You know, like if I hear a screech owl, if I hear a bobcat, you know, I'm able to kind of dictate the differences between those. I don't know what the heck's going on in the Colorado (laughs) woods. Like, are you nervous at all about that? Um, I don't know. I think the only thing that would like, bug me is like a lion screaming yeah you know yeah yeah to hear hear a lion scream i know would just send me over the edge (laughs) i mean i'd come out my skin um 
and I, I've turkey hunted Colorado uh, a couple times, so I've been up in the oh, okay. mountains a little bit chasing turkeys, I and uh, that's that was definitely at the forefront of my mind. It wasn't even like black bears or nothing. I was like, I know there's lions here. How many, I don't know, but one is enough for me to be worried about, so I was on, on my pins and needles, but uh, well, I feel like yeah, I could a outrun a bear. Screaming, that, that would be it. I you feel think, like I, I could I outrun mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're really, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a little yeah. out of shape, but once upon a time, I was, you know. You don't have to outrun the bear. I just, just got to outrun gotta, you. That's right. I got to 100% yeah. outrun this dude. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Can you outrun a bear if you're a, if you're by yourself? Can you outrun a bear? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's, maybe right that's up. Maybe not. I don't know. You definitely can't run, outrun a mountain lion. No. See, that's why I'm scared of them because I won't even know they're there. At least bears are kind of like, they're more interested in what's in your pack. Like they want to go in your camp and eat yeah. all your food, do all that stuff. They're not really interested in you. Mountain lion's pissed. So my four-year-old's number one hunt right now is he wants to go mountain lion hunting. Oh my god! It's like his. He watches way too much Mountain Man. Way too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> when he goes to his grandpa's house, that's all they do is sit there and watch it. He tells me all the characters and all this, and and every time it's at me and him playtime. It's can we play Mountain Man? I want to. Yeah. I want to hunt mountain lions. I'm like, buddy, I don't know if you're ready for that. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let me ask you this. I'm afraid he might here. just be stronger than all of us. <laughs> he might be. He's almost as big as me. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. He's a big kid. Uh, let me ask you this. We're talking about mountain lions and stuff. You're an East Texas t- kind of guy, you know. Uh, you believe that there's panthers over here? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never seen one myself, so yeah. I can say that. I mean, I've never seen one. Um, I've seen some pictures now picture can be, you know, misleading or whatever, but you know, I've had, I've had people say, you know, I got this picture on a, and it always seems to be on a pipeline. Everything's on a pipeline. So it's always on a pipeline. There's a, you know, uh, but I have seen a couple pictures that put me on like, okay. And it's the black ones, you know, but I I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like Bigfoot. Are they there? Are they not? I think we're more apt to see a black panther in East Texas than a Bigfoot. That's just me. Yeah. But uh, I had uh, – so my granddaddy told me one time uh, – and he's 96, so this was a minute ago. <laughs> this was uh, back in the in the 60s, I believe. He was hunting in East Texas, and he's squirrel hunting, and he heard a lion scream. And he said he got in his truck and went back home. So there was that, and I was like, oh, all right. And then uh, I was hunting with my brother-in-law. We were duck hunting up on the Sulphur River one time back uh, four or five years ago. And water was up real high, and we were close to a bank, but still far enough off. We were in some flooded timber, kind of like it. I don't, something would have had to been jumping tree to tree to get to where we were at. But I, I mean, we, we were sleeping in the hole pretty much. Yeah. And it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was just sitting on the nose of the boat. We were just talking, and we heard a scream. Sounded like a woman. Ain't no houses out there. Where would a woman be screaming screaming from? And they said a lion sounds like a woman screaming. And I was like, that had to be a lion. Or, you know, I've heard that like bobcats can make a scream kind of the same. So maybe it was a bobcat. There something was out there screaming. I didn't know what it was. And it gave me goosebumps. So I think that lions. Oh yeah, we stayed out there, and oh, we no. <laughs> we didn't kill nothing that morning. I think we killed like four gray ducks, and had about five hundred of them flare off of us that yeah. morning because they did the gray duck thing. It's cloudy, and they just you know how it goes. But, and they yeah. saw that uh, panther hanging out. Yeah, they saw that panther. Like, no, this yeah, panthers. It, it was sitting up in the tree above us, and we didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, See, I, but I, I think no, I do think I think they're there. I, I like. Uh, I want to believe it because it's fun and it's it's. I mean, it's just kind of cool to talk about. Like, it's a good campfire. It's like you sit around the deer camp, you talk about stuff. Like, you like to talk about there's panthers or not. I have the one story where there was, I was hunting like across them between two lanes, like, you know, across them right in the middle in a box stand. And uh, Bobcat's in one lane. He runs in the woods, and all of a sudden, you just hear like something like getting after it. Like, sounds like something fighting. And then I look in the lane across from me, and something is running like a cat, and it is super. It's black. It's got a long tail, and it is just kicking, like not running like a dog, like running like a cat. I was in high school, and uh, with my uncle being a game warden, he does not think there are panthers. 
He says there's never been a, a true Panther sighting, whatever. Government conspiracy. Government conspiracy, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I didn't dare say anything to him about it, but I did tell my papa, I was like, hey, I'm not getting down. Like, <laughs> you're going to have to drive the truck to this thing. Like, I don't care. I'm 17. I don't care. Like, you're going yeah. to have to get me. I come get down. me. Yes. And, right now. And so I man, don't mean maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And like I've never heard a bobcat scream. Like I've heard them. They do the little whistling noise, you know. Yeah, and I don't know. I might have just made that up. I don't know. I, no, I think I, I've heard somebody say they scream. I don't. Yeah. They might not. I want to believe you, Nick. I want to believe you because it's way cooler. It's way cooler and way better stories <laughs> if if it's real. It sounds a lot better. It sounds yeah. a whole lot better. So we'll say it's real. Yeah, like the until somebody demucks us. Yes. And somebody probably will in your comments or something. Somebody will say, y'all are all full of it. And if they do, oh, all right, yeah, you got us. We don't read they them anyway. Yeah, we don't it. read the comments, all three of them. Uh, no, what I'm going to do is the, the title of this could be The Hunting Public Says They're Panthers. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. But that would be hilarious. People would instant click. Hunting public guys think there's panthers. Yeah, hey, click bait. Dude. I mean, hey. hook, line, and sinker. Oh, 100%. So let's talk about that. So – about y'all's following. Are you at all nervous about the massive following and the massive exposure you're going to get in the hunting community because of the hunting public? No, I wouldn't say I'm nervous about it. I mean, um, and maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe I didn't think about it enough, you know, going into it. You know, it, I like, I know how big the following is, but it, it, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It, 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 yeah. I'm not nervous about it. I'd, I'd rather. I mean, I'd say I'm probably more excited just to, right. to be a part of it because you know they're still growing. You know they're already huge, but they're still getting bigger. I mean, constantly getting bigger. And so to be able to be a part of that right. and maybe you know aid in that a little bit, put my own little bit of pizzazz on something. Mm -hmm. You know, just I'm excited. You know, I mean, you that I'm first negative excited. comment. Yeah, that dude that told me I looked like the white Power Ranger dude. I look. I was I was searching his. I was like, look. I'm like Google trying to do the uh, you know, like the Google image search. I'm like yeah. taking his his pictures and like trying yeah. to, find him on Google <laughs> to find his name. But I was coming for him. He was very upset. He, very we, upset. We don't get a whole lot of negative comments, and and when we do, it's like anti hunters, which whatever. Like you can yeah the they're a dime a dozen yeah it'd be it is what it is i don't even see it but that one dude that messed with jacob said he looked like the white power ranger guy off some viral off tiktok or something yeah. and i was like who really, are you it really upset him but he it, kept going yeah it really upset him <laughs> so and they say you can't read the comments so that's yeah. true that was, that was my first time my first lesson yeah don't do it my boy joe rogan says don't believe it or don't, I don't, don't read it. Excuse me. I don't, don't think I look like that, dude. No, you don't. You don't. Man. Thank you. you look Appreciate that, it, man. So, how did you get into the content creation part? Like, where'd you get your start with that? Uh, oh, um, filming well, and editing and all that. What's that? Like filming and editing and stuff. Oh, so filming. Well, ever since I was a little kid, my dad's always had a video camera in his hand, filming everything: baseball games, football games, every hunt birthdays, Christmas, everything. He's always had one. So every, pretty much every hunt that me and my dad are on together, there's some sort of video evidence of it. I mean, he films it all, always. Even now, you know, I'm 27, and, you know, opening day of turkey season, I'll ask him, about, hey, where, where do you want to – oh, my goodness. Party foul. All right, and we're back. All right, so you were saying that your dad your dad carries around a – and I've got the shop towels. Your dad carries around a camera yeah. everywhere you go, you said. Yeah, he films everything. He, like I said, he, I'm 27 even now. This, you know, past opening day turkey season, we're hunting together. And so where you want to go? He's like, I don't know. I'm going to hunt with you. I'm going to film you. I'm like, all right. Okay, you know, and he, that's just what he's going to do. So uh, that he did that. And then when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, he, he got me uh, the same kind of camera he had for Christmas so I could start filming myself because I was hunting by myself then. And, you know, we were sharing a camera and he was like, you'll have your own. You can film yourself and everything. So anyways, did that. And then when I graduated high school, my mom got me a, a MacBook because I was getting ready to go off to college. Seriously. So they thought, but that changed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh and she got me his macbook and it had iMovie on it so i started taking all of his 
footage that he had from over the years and putting together little highlight reels of duck hunts, turkey hunts, deer hunts, my baseball highlights all through high school, did all that, you know, whole lot of action shots and way too much loud breaking Benjamin music, you know. (laughs) (laughs) There's not too much breaking Benjamin, man. Yeah. So that's, that's what I did. And I got into doing that. And then, uh, and then I was also always into, as I started getting older, uh, into making, you know, like good looking pictures, you know, whether it was for someone's deer or turkey or ducks, I was always like trying to stack something a certain way or let's put it over here because the sun shines on it better or let's smooth these feathers out. I was always trying to do stuff like that. And I didn't know. I, I was just like, I, I want my pictures to look like they do in a, you know, a magazine. Mm-hmm. Right. So I got into that and then, and then I'll fast forward and I get into the, the Marine Corps and uh, got a tax return check and there you go. it was plenty of money. And I was like, I'm going to buy a camera, like a good camera. So I bought a, a like a Nikon D5500 or something like that. Package kit come with two lenses and a whole bunch of gadgets. Didn't know how anything worked. And it started taking pictures of random stuff. And then I started taking that when I'd get to go home to hunt or something, which wasn't often. But uh, I would take pictures. And then when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was more fixated on it. And I decided to go back to college. I was like, well, I'm going to go to SFA down in Nacogdoches mm-hmm. and I'm going to go for photography. So I did that and I upgraded my camera to what I got now and started buying lenses, upgrading stuff and then taking it on hunts. And that just became like the thing. If Nick was hunting with you, he's bringing his camera and taking pictures. And he's going to take a bunch and then give them to you after the hunt. So you can put yeah. them on your Instagram or whatever. That's what I did with all my buddies. You know, I was like, hey, you know, here's your pictures, whatever. And started doing that. And then, you know, went through college. And uh, as I'm going through college, you know, I still have no idea what I'm going to do. You know, I know I want to work in the outdoor industry. I know I want to do something like this. And then didn't know how to get there. Nobody knows how to get there. Right. You know, in the outdoor industry, everybody's trying to figure that out. And uh, I don't know, it was January of 2020. I was sitting in my apartment in Nacogdoches and I was flipping through Amazon Prime and found Turkey Tour 2019 or 20, yeah, 2019, the hunting public. And I was yeah. like, what is this? I turned it on and binged the entire thing in like two <laughs> days. And then followed them on YouTube and Instagram and everything. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. And then I started watching them. So that was kind of, I guess, long. I'm a long winded person. So no, sorry, you're good, man. it's kind of like a long winded version of how I got into being interested, I guess, in like content creation and then the, kind of how it progressed to, you know, to now. Well, I'll say this if you go and you look at uh, your Instagram and then you have an outdoors like photography Instagram too, it's like lazy. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Yeah, lazy W photography. Yeah, like you're you're incredibly talented. Yeah. Like that's 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 a guy. Well, I appreciate talent. that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Appreciate it's not, it. It's not just a. Yeah, like you see stuff and like you see some people. Like if you see me take a picture, you can tell it's me. You got to like, swipe on the on the Instagram filters. Yeah, yeah, like it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. You know where some people just got it. Like, I I can't do it. Uh, I think that that's uh, definitely your calling for that for sure. So you talked about watching the turkey the turkey tour in 2019. What aspect of the hunting public do you think like uh, like lured you in? Because for some people like myself, I love that they're in a hoodie and pants. I love that you know they're not in like Sitka, which I'm not against Sitka. I have a Sitka backpack. Yeah. Hand up, hand up. <laughs> I make money, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Not a Sitka backpack, uh, you know. But I grew up having all the Walmart real tree stuff. And I thought that was just oh, yeah. what I needed. That was that was plenty, and I still think that. So anyway, so yeah, what drew them, you know, to you? A lot of it was um, they're personable. Yeah. Which you see on you know camera, you're like, man, these guys are showing the everyday in and out, good and bad. Somebody knocking over their drink in a podcast. Somebody missing a turkey. <laughs> somebody. I mean, just you know, so just. People being people, they're human, just like mm-hmm. you and me. Everyone's human. They're showing that, and it's, you know, just I loved that. And then also that going into that spring of 2020, which then COVID and all that happened, but going into that spring, 
them, uh, they're the hunting public. So meaning the general public, but they also hunt public ground. They started opening my eyes to opportunities everywhere. Oh, a chance for me to extend my turkey season to make it last more than just the six weeks that the state of Texas gives me. Right. And then the, you know, just hunting only my deer lease. And that's what I was like, hook, hook, line and sinker. I'm in, you got me. If I can make spring last longer than six weeks, I'm in, I don't know what I got to do, but I'm going to do it. And then I also, you know, found like Dave Owens through them and the Penhody project and started seeing him and hunting all these different States. And I was like, I mean, this is it. This is what I want to do that. So then that's how I got into it. So then I, I was with them, you know, following through the spring and, uh, you know, just became addicted to watching the show. And then, uh, you know, summer hits and deer season's coming up. So I started watching all the deer hunting and then, you know, same thing, just then my mind's just turning. I'm like so many opportunities. It's just, it opened my eyes to all that. So I grew up in hunting in this little bitty world mm-hmm. and then, my world got just blown up to this big mm-hmm. from, you know, seeing that. So I was like, all right, I'm in, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do it too. Well, and you're, well, I'm 30. I just turned 30. So I'm not that old, but he's a little bit older than me, but I'm just going to say we're around the same age. You're 27. I'm 30. We're basically the same age. But so we grew up, we didn't grow up with Instagram and whatnot. So when we created mm-hmm. our little Kepler Creek outdoors, Instagram, I was kind of like you in a sense where I didn't know there was a, I knew there was a people hunting across America. I'm not that naive to think that you know, there was a bunch of hunters, but I didn't know like you, like the opportunity, like it's finally, I'm 30 years old and I'm going to go deer hunting on public land for the first time this year as a 30 year old dude. And uh, like, that's yep. the goal is to kill or to film my other, uh, one of our buddies, Travis killing a deer on public land, like all part of the challenge. And uh, you know, one of our podcasts, we talked about the pros and cons of public land I I always thought public land to be like a waste of time, but then you see these guys, uh, the the Chris B guy, Chris B real guy, uh, hunting mm-hmm. public, born and raised, all all these big time guys like they're killing huge bull elk, huge you know huge white tail deer. It's a hundred percent possible. A hundred percent. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, and I just did. I I'm like you. I never realized that and yeah. didn't. You know, I didn't. I, I was just ignorant to it. I didn't know any better. You know, like I said, you grow up in your hunting world and it's this big, and then you realize through social media, you know, you're able to realize that it's so much bigger and there's so much more you can do out there. And um, and you're right, like saying it, just the child, just to be able to do it. Like me, I'm 27. This will be the first time I ever deer hunt on public land this year, mm-hmm. and just you know, I'm all in. And it's not. I don't think. And when I think about it, you know, between private and public, uh, because I grew up, grew up hunting private land, I don't think about it as, you know, well, I want to hunt public because I want to do something harder or tougher and it's better than private land. I want to do it because it's another chance for me to go, you know, Absolutely. putting so much pressure on my private land. Well, I don't want to hunt it tomorrow because I've hunted it four or five days in a row. I can go hunt this public. And that's just another day you get to hunt. So in my mind, it's just opportunity it's the more opportunity and the more I get to go, the better. Yeah. And that's what we talked about was that imagine if somebody told you they've got thousands of acres and you don't have to ever, you don't have to bush hog, you don't have to plant, <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You can just walk out there, uh-huh. find you a tree and roll and you can, you know, get there when you want, leave when you want, stay however long you want. There's no lease. I mean, there are rules obviously, but uh, you know, some leases say you got to be in by this time, out by this time, yada, yada, yada. Like that's that's a huge aspect of just hunting public right there. Yeah. What do you what do you think is I mean, other than probably, you know, not knowing the opportunities, what do you think kept you from hunting public land before? Um, not having deer hunting specifically. Because I, I grew up duck hunting public land probably much like y'all did. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh but deer hunting specifically, not having someone to show me the ropes and not having um, the tool that is YouTube to show me, you know, how to do it. If I would have, if my dad would have grew up hunting public land in East Texas, that's what I would have done because he did it, you know, but my dad grew up hunting central Texas. And so that's what he showed me how to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I didn't have that guidance. 
Um, and that's definitely 100% what kept me from doing it because I mean, I just didn't have the confidence in myself to just go to, you know, Caddo Lake WMA and, uh, go strike out and go, you know, get in a climber one day with my bow and see what happens. I just didn't have a, in my mind, I was like, why would I do that? I can drive to my deer lease tomorrow instead do that. So a lot of just being timid, nervous, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, ignorant to it um i wish i could say that i wasn't you know just like nervous about it or timid about it but that's the truth you know i was i'm, I'm not wasn't going to go out there by myself and just try to figure it out and get my teeth kicked in you know Man, that's, but if i would have been shown the ropes i would have done it yeah I, i'm the exact same way like my parents we had a lease or my dad had a lease and uh we had some family land what more why would i want to go anywhere else you know mm -hmm. I, I didn't exactly. know the, the positives of of hunting public and, uh, you know, we even, I grew up shooting wood ducks on the Creek on our lease. So it's like, it wasn't super hard for me. So for me as a 30 year old, I see kind of public now as a challenge, whereas I wish it would have been taught to me as an opportunity, like what you're talking about. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the greatest quote I've ever had. Yes. That was that. good. Clip that, put that on a shirt. Jamie, Sonic. clip that. Yeah. Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Jamie, look that up and put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, Jamie, put it on the board here. Uh, That'd be sick. One day. Uh, there's something else I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. So you talked about just learning hunting land and stuff like that and, and uh, hunting public land. I uh, I enjoy the scouting videos that you guys put up almost as much as the hunts because it kind of gives you like a behind the scenes of, uh, you know, this is what it's actually going to take. Like we don't just go find a tree in one day and sit there because I think one of, you know, the thing they said, they said they sat down and decided this year instead of hunting like four or five states, they're going to hunt a few and really – really hunker down and study different, uh, you know, sets of public land where y'all actually are living right now. So anyways, this mm -hmm. is a long way to this question, but what's like the, what's the number one thing you think you've learned so far about scouting for whitetail? Um, Cause you just had a great video. Y'all, I mean, you were like, y'all found some bedding areas. Y'all found some old rubs where, you know, where they're eating on stuff. Like, yeah, definitely uh, looking and finding like like something I've never really been good at is knowing plants and, and things like locally around me. You know, yeah. you'll hear in a video warps like this is they're browsing this and whenever it grows like this in the summertime, they're hitting this. I've never thought about that stuff. I think about corn from a feeder, yeah. acorns <laughs> and uh, fresh browse. That's yeah. what pops in my mind. You know, mm -hmm. that's just my little bitty deer hunting world. That's what I think about. And so I'm, I'm following him around and he's pointing out all these different things. He's like, they're browsing on this. Look at these shoots right here. They're hitting these. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, I never in a thousand years would have walked by this little brush pile right here and seen these little things nipped off. First, right. I wouldn't have looked at it. Too. Right. I never would have thought that it was a deer doing it. Right. And he's but telling in the meantime, me all you're this. Filming, and you're like, like, yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, my mind, I'm like, I'm just, my brain is just being sponge, you know, I'm just <laughs> like, wow. Okay. So I'm seeing all this. And then in my brain, I'm going, okay, if I go home and I go walk through the woods, what can I pick up? What can I see from what I've been seeing, you know, out here? Right. Uh, and so looking for food sources, that's probably number one. And then finding like bedding areas. So you'll see in videos, we're going through all these super thick, like lowland marshy areas, and there's big canary grass everywhere, which we don't have canary grass in right. northeast Texas <laughs> or uh, south or northwest Louisiana, right. but they got it here. So you're seeing this, and I'm walking through there, and it's like deer bed, 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 everywhere, just hundreds of them. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to put all this together. I'm like, when I go back home, and if I decide to like go dive into some public land. I got much more of an idea of things to be looking at. And on top of that, I mean, like I'm sitting there with them, you know, while they're doing their map scouting, their e-scouting and everything. And I'm like, okay, this is what he's looking for here. Yeah. Now I can take that and I can apply it to X woods in East Texas and be like, okay, this is similar geography wise. Maybe it might have, you know, yield kind of the same results. Right. So I'm, a lot of that, the, the scouting part especially, is like I'm soaking all that in, all of it. I mean, it's mind-blowing. It's all yeah. – I'm mind-blowing. If, if you listen to the last couple podcasts that they put up, 
there's I don't even know if it's in it, but I was sitting in on one of them with them, and they're like, Nick, what are you looking for? You know, back home in Texas, and I was like, honestly, it's nothing <laughs> like what y'all are talking about. I'm like, I'm looking for a a, a draw with a big cedar thicket mm-hmm. and something close to my feeder. I don't I don't know what I don't know how to you know. So, but I've just I don't know. It's every day there's something new, and the, the I'm just I trying love- to take it all in. Yeah, the yeah. thing I love about the hunting public is, you, like we talked about before, is it's kind of regular dudes, you know, not super fancy, right. you know, like back when we used to watch like the Outdoor Channel, like, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell there was just, they were on thousands of acres of, you know, probably even high fence, you know, and they're they're telling you, I'm looking for this pinch point right here and the deer yeah. are going to work this way. And you're like, well, yeah, you know that. Because the deer can't go nowhere else. Yeah, like you're, it's a high, yeah. you know, it's a high fence area. Yeah, and they know this deer. This deer comes out every day at this time at this place. So we're gonna take, you know, whoever over here to shoot it. Right. Yeah. And and, and so, you know, when you watch those trying to learn, you're like this is never gonna mm-hmm. relate to anything that I'm ever gonna do. Yeah. If anything, it 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 deters the new uh, generation of hunters, and uh, I mean, like a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Because there's like some people on Instagram called the okayest hunter. No free shout outs, okayest hunter. If you want to send me some money, you can do that. Uh, I'll give you my Venmo. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. No, but like their their big thing too is that you know, uh, let's say like I kill a six point. Somebody's like, oh, what are you 14? Well, now that 14 year old goes out hunting and, is, and they're like, I got to kill something bigger than a six point. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, dude, drop that spike in his tracks, bro. Let's put 100%. him in the. Let's have some backstrap. Like, come on. Um, I mean, let's get some loins on ice. Absolutely. Like <laughs> I'm all about, let's kill something. Yeah. Come on, man. Like if, if it's late season, sure. It's the rut. Yeah. We'll let them pass. But if it's October 1st, the first nanny that comes out there, she's getting molly whopped right there 100%. at the corn pile. It's going to happen. Like, I mean, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yes, and not absolutely. even going to think twice about it. No, no. And yeah, that's, I'm and all that's, in. Yeah. And, uh, to get back to the scouting aspect, like I'm with you. Uh, I look for white oaks and words that I've learned from the hunting public transition, uh, transition lines and pinch points. Pinch so points. The pinch yeah. points big. I like to big, say pinch big, points a lot. Big makes, pinch point guy. Makes you look like you're yeah. smarter than you are. Tell you what, I never knew what a transition line was until I got here. They start talking. About, I was like, Tran- transition of what? I mean, what's transition yeah, here? It's 2022. Like, well, obviously, the terrain. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? But no, it's like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm picking up on all that stuff too. And it's just the amount of knowledge and stuff. I'm you've been able to just absorb is yeah. worth it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, uh, I think after this year, you'll be a better, obviously a better hunter. And, uh, I mean, the connections you're going to make this year and, and the things you're going to learn are going to be, I think life changing. Like these guys have developed such an incredible platform for hunters and public land hunters and just outdoorsmen. Like this, yeah, can change your life for sure. How long? How long are you going to be staying up there? Uh, like through January. Then you're going to head back to Marshall. Yep, and back to Marshall, and and hopefully, you know, I'd like to have something, you know, more nailed down by then. I'll be heading back to Marshall with an idea of what I'm going to do, you know. But you know, I don't know. I, I was talking to Ted about it the other day. We were sitting outside, and he was like, "What's your plan?" And I was like. I'm working on it right now, you know, I mean, okay. I, every day it's like, you know, every day, every time I meet somebody here, you know, mm-hmm. it's just keeping a mental note, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Uh, and I don't know what that's going to be. We'll see. But, uh, that hopefully by the time I go home, I got a, a better idea of what it's going to be than I do right now, but it is only August, but January will be yeah. here before I know it. I'll tell you, I, I'm excited for you. Yeah. Because there- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the next step is after that, but, I don't I mean, know. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of big people uh, other than the hunting public. Like, I feel like the turkey hunting uh, content isn't there as much. It's there, but it's not near as good as as the hunting public. I feel like it's a big time drop off after those guys. It's a smaller niche, smaller yeah niche niche niche. Depends on who you ask. It is a lot smaller group, and you got to think because it's it's you know it's turkey hunting is really regulated in terms of what people want to watch to just the spring, but you do have your fall turkey hunters. I've never done it. Uh, I mean, I shot one deer hunting one time, but yeah. I've never fall turkey hunted. Some people do it, but it's not like people aren't as into it because it's not like you're not just hunting them, you know, 
when they're rutting, I know it's not rutting, but it's funny right. to say that they're rutting. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, you know, like these guys do a great job of keeping that turkey hunting content going and like guys like Dave Owens and uh, Shane Simpson and uh, the born and raised guys. Right. A lot of people do it, but it drops off because, you know, yeah. interest in turkey hunting is only January to middle of May. Yeah. And then it, and it's gone. So, you know, it just doesn't have that, you know, people don't hold on to it as long as they do with deer because deer, people start thinking about deer in June, July, and they don't stop thinking about them until, you know, February. So, mad at them. That, so. yeah, that holds, <laughs> that holds their attention a lot longer than turkeys do, unfortunately, you know. Well, Nick, uh, man, we, we've held you here for like 50 minutes. I just looked down. We've had you. <laughs> We're going to blame Jacob for wasting a, five minutes. Break. Yeah. With the has has it been that long already? Yeah, it's been 50 minutes, man. I know you probably got actual work to do. Uh, but, man, we, we appreciate you guys. Are you coming on, man? Uh means a lot. And next time you're in Shreveport, dude, let's get Herbie K's our treat. Actually, Jacob will buy. He owes me. <laughs> okay. I just want you to know I'm going to get marinated crab claws and a shrimp, cluster, a shrimp buster plus two. Yes, indeed. And then uh, <laughs> them, uh, them goblets, a couple of them goblets. I will have I will have a goblet full of Miller Lite as well. So if you're okay with that, then <laughs> I, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on. It's been a blast. Incredible interview from Nick. Enjoyed having him on. We're going to actually touch base with him in the middle of the season just to see how things are going kind of behind the scenes. So I think we just became the hunting public behind the scenes podcast, basically. <laughs> Here comes the money. Look, so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to keep our salutations part in there, but, I mean, I'm like I told him, I told Tyler, like, I'm just fired up for him. Jealous. You know, just jealous, you know, that still being pretty young, yeah. you know, going able, going out and chasing your dreams and trying something new. When you're young and you have that opportunity, you have that freedom to go, you know, do that. And I think, I mean, if you're young, if you're – just graduating college. If you're even thinking about it. Like, and you're listening to this or whatever. I mean, not to get all philosophical and, like, <laughs> old man, like, chase your dreams, but now's the time to do it. When you're, when you're, let's say, my age. Yeah. You got a wife and a kid. You got bills, you know. You're tied down. You know, debt. You know, you're, you're tied to that vehicle. You're tied to that mortgage. You're tied to all that stuff. I mean, you can't just go out there and make and you know, take wild chances. And I'm, so I'm fired up for him. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be living vicariously through just him. Following this him season. along. Yeah. You guys need to check out. If you're not already following them, follow the hunting public, just incredible dudes. That, that is my go-to hunting show. Uh, with that being us. said, well, besides us, yes, absolutely. Besides we watch us. your own stuff. Yeah. We watch our own stuff and then we watch theirs right. as you should too. <laughs> uh, next we have our only segment we ever have leaky waiters. You want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? I'll go first. Cause, uh, is it a good one? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. So we had on this podcast. We had this dude that we were really excited to have on. Yeah. We're in the middle of a great story. Yeah. You know, it's a great point, a real clincher yeah. in the episode. We're finally getting to know him. And uh, he's really opening up. And I got a... Fancy cut from Hook Coolers with a Diet Dr. Pepper from Sonic in there. Yep. And I don't know what I was doing, but I knocked it over. I can't wait to go back and watch the replay. Can't wait to go back and dissect that film with you. It was an all-time leaky waiter. It went all over. So I don't know what part will be cut out. This is before I edit it, obviously. I mean, Jacob smokes the cup across the table, and he stopped talking. He started <laughs> laughing at you. It was great. And I'm just like... Oh, goodness. So, and, it, and if y'all don't know, you know, the, the setup, it's a pretty basic setup for the podcast, but this is the new Road Podcaster 2. two Roadcaster so, 2. Roadcaster 2. So it's, it's a very it's, expensive piece of equipment. Yes. That and you it's almost the, ruined. It's the nicest thing that we have. Yeah, oh, 100%. And it literally ran right next to it and down to this uh, fancy hole we got here to run <laughs> yeah, our – For the course. The one my, – my microphone goes in it. Yeah. And – and I'll be honest with you, I put it through there because I was like, let's, let's clean this to get a little cool yeah. management going. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't do a whole lot. Well, now, I learned during that episode or that interview that I couldn't really lean. Mm. I couldn't get into So, yeah, that whole so story. So, here we are. Now. But, yeah, so my leaky waiter is I, I ruined 
one of our better interviews. If not, you didn't ruin it, but I do have to go back and edit it. Sometimes we're one take Timmy's and we don't have to edit it, but I'm going to have to edit Now you're going to have to stay up late and do that. Yeah, so that's a part of my leaky waiters. I'm going to be up till midnight editing this, exporting it, putting it on all our social platforms and because Jacob spilled his drink. No, my leaky waiter. Uh, Jordan said, I was told I could say this, so we're going to tell that story. So I'm going to tell the short, the abbreviated version of it. The other day was with a friend. Um, and he, he bought a, he bought a thing of whiskey and he put it in the back of my truck. Yo, uh, it was a, it was a nice bottle. Nice, very nice bottle of, of whiskey. And, um, when you all coming back from the, coming back from Delta Waterfowl Expo. So we get home, he leaves it in the truck. I see it. I'm like, Oh, I'll just take it to him whenever I see him next. So I, Sunday morning comes, my wife and I are getting ready. We're getting our four month old ready. And uh, we're going to be early for the first time ever, ever to our very Southern Baptist church. That's right. I go to the truck to get my wallet. But I smell a little, <laughs> smell a little whiskey. I'm like, what? So I go in the back of my truck, back seat. The whiskey's dumped over inside of a plastic bag. So I just grab the bag and like somehow the whiskey like splatters up, gets all on my slacks, all on my loafers. Big loafer guy. Big loafer guy. Yeah, big Clark loafer guy. So I run back inside, put on some shorts. First time I've ever worn shorts to church, <laughs> ever, ever. Other than like when I was a child. But as a grown man, I never wear shorts to church. I wore khaki shorts, and I had to just wipe off those loafers. Well, you wore loafers and shorts? Yeah. And that guy. You should have worn tennis shoes. Guy. No, no, I couldn't do it. Not to church, man. But anyway, so I went to church smelling like uh, a little bit of aged whiskey. Sat in the back of my very Southern Baptist church, smelling like whiskey. So that's my leaky way. And nobody said none to you? Nobody said none to me. Thank, thank the good Lord. Uh, you know, because it would have been real awkward, like, you know, to, uh, to talk to anybody about that. Like, why do you smell like whiskey? Well, you know. I swear uh, I wasn't up all, all night. Yeah, I wasn't up all night, I swear. Or early this morning. That's not why I was late. <laughs> so thanks a lot to that friend. Uh, other than that, great show. One of the best ones. Guys, I love... Uh, I love getting texts, love getting messages that you listened, that you've uh, watched or whatever. So keep those up. We appreciate it. We appreciate all of our sponsors. They're the reason we get all these nice things or this nice thing uh, is because of our sponsors. So check all those guys out. If you love us, buy things from them. That's You're supporting us through supporting them. So check them out. And make sure you use that code. Yeah, use make the sure dang use code. Those codes so they know that you know we sent you. And that their, their, their investment in us is worth it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Instagram, follow the TikTok, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Do it all. And um, enjoy your week, everybody. Go to church. But don't smell like whiskey.